One second, Wait, everybody. Did you just take apart your thing? No. Well, it, it comes apart sometimes. <laughs> I think that means it's broken. <laughs> it no, it's it just comes apart sometimes. <laughs> it, it's called uh, uh, what do you call it? Compound. I can't say the word. I'm not even drunk, and I can't say this word. Like, bro, is your uh, door handle falling off? <laughs> oh no, it's just uh, it could be disassembled. <laughs> I can't help that my equipment my, my, is more advanced than yours. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's uh, compactable. You yeah, that's what I was like. Hold oh, it up. Car compartmentalize. I can't think of the word. I can't even. What the fuck? <laughs> I can already tell where I'm starting this episode off today. Oh god, this is gonna be fun. Um, oh yeah. All right, should we start this off? All right, let's do it. Cheers. It is, but somebody's got to drink it. And welcome, everybody, to another <laughs> episode of Music and Brews. My name is Johnny Varekin. I am your host. Well, we today are... Wow, that was a lot of noise. Sorry. <laughs> today we are starting... Uh, we're, we are talking today about what makes a song good. Hey. You know? And I am Brian Michael. Well, I was about to introduce you. I was going to be like, and... But to talk about this topic, I need my co-host and friend, <laughs> Brian Michael. Hey, Johnny. How you doing, bro? Jeez, you just jump right in. I don't. We don't get to like what? talk about how we're doing. Well, Maybe I wanted I have to mention a story about my day. Well, I wanted to mention what we were going to talk about before we actually just started nonsensing. It's, it's in the title. They got it. They know what we're talking it's about. Barely in the title. It's like there, <laughs> but they're like, okay. Hey, do you have a bottle opener? Uh, yes, I do. If I could buy my keys. Yes, there is. So you have it. Um. Oh, yeah. I oh, wait, you want that. We have yet to have once where our your introduction is just, like, consistent. <laughs> Even this one. I kind of like that. Every every one of my introductions has got to have something with something it. Something wrong. <laughs> I liked, uh. <laughs> I liked the one where I was like, Brian Swoboda. And you were like, wait, don't you go by Brian Michael? I go by Brian Michael. I don't yeah. know who Brian Swoboda is. I just that the name Swo. just popped in my head. <laughs> uh, well, so how's your day, bro? It's fine, Johnny. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care. You don't care about my day. I just want to talk about. Can I just tell you my emotions? <laughs> and welcome to another podcast about Brian's emotions. <laughs> We're changing the podcast. It's about me now. It's uh, well, I mean, it kind of is. It's half about you. It's half about me. The other half is about me. Sometimes it's a third. Well, I was gonna say I, I'm more. I take over more because I'm more important than everybody. So, <laughs> so I would be willing to give you about thirty <laughs> percent. It was, it was funny because as you were starting that, I was like, I was like ready for you to like give you say some. something like serious. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I don't know. I just I like to take over and and because I'm more important. And I was like, oh, this is a joke. Cool. <laughs> because obviously that's not true. Oh man, we're on a roll today, Johnny. I know, dude. Today I had the craziest, like not not craziest, but like this thought. So um, some of these episodes that you guys are gonna hear are you are gonna be out of order because well, maybe uh, probably. probably probably yeah we have a lot of them that I'm like we should just like save that for a rainy day but. I was just thinking, so, like, 
today a movie trailer dropped. And I was like, I, I want to talk it. about it, but I was like, what if this episode airs like after the movie comes out? And we're like, dude, did you see that trailer? You know what's weird? Sometimes I've listened to podcasts that were like four years old, and it was so funny. How, like, for example, I, and I'm not, we won't ever talk about politics, but I just thought it was funny because in this podcast, they, were, they said something like, man, can you believe Donald Trump's running for president? And the other guy was like, yeah, he'll never win. <laughs> That, that's that's impossible. And it's just really funny because now you're like, ah, we're <laughs> okay, very real. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, it's just, it, it's weird. Podcasts are weird because they're there forever. Yeah. And you go back and listen to them and you're like, this is okay. very dated now. <laughs> True. So what we should do is, like, like just make it really bland. Not, not, like, give any specific details. Be like, dude, did you see that movie that just came out? And you'd be like, yeah, that's a great movie. I I'm can't like, wait right? for that upcoming movie that is to be released, <laughs> released at some point. You all know what we're talking about. That has those actors. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> can't wait. See? It's now. Got, oh, and, and Nicolas Cage is in it. There it is. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. There it is. He <laughs> just did it. I think Shot. we're almost. There's got to be all but like two. Yeah, uh, where we mentioned them, dude. Even our first episode, the very first episode, we we, we just out. re-listened to it and we were like, oh yeah, we mentioned them. All right. So Literally. part of music and bruise, half of it is bruise. And so oh, yeah. uh, speaking of bruise, oh, oh, yeah. uh, that's one of our drinking games. I don't know if anyone drinks along while listening. Who I don't, I I don't know. I really hope they do. I hope somebody is drinking while listening to a podcast. Yeah. That'd yeah, be cool. Just like chilling. With some scotch. <laughs> you're thinking of a... We have very different images of people. Where <laughs> what do you you're like, you're like, You're like thinking he's like in his in his study. Like yes, a man yes. with a big, big armchair. While with he's a, doing some... cigar and a... Like a, a businessman who's yep. like filling out like Big mustache, contracts. like Tom Selleck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what you're imagining. And he's wearing a cowboy hat. And he has like a... <laughs> and he has like a bear. Like a stuffed a bear. bear. Rug. And, and a bear rug. Ooh, yeah. You know what happens on that with bear a, rug. With a big musket on his wall? Like a... Like a <laughs> so, and, yeah, but they're listening to... Musket. But he's listening to Music of Brews, drinking a scotch, going, <laughs> hmm, that's a great point they made about, about movies. <laughs> In Nicolas Cage, yes. I mean, that's definitely our audience. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't just end up having a bunch of frat bros as our audience, I'll be very happy. Well, actually, no, I still would like the frat bros. Let's go I party! Like frat bros. We had basically one. Mark, you Mar- that's be right. A frat boy. That's right. I forgot about that. Bro. 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 I love him. Bro, we say bro to each other all the time. I know we do. We're basically frat Oh, bros. I know. That's why I was made. It, it was a joke. Anyway, all our frat so what bro are we drinking today? Are offended. <laughs> I know. They're like, bro. 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 <laughs> That's how we talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so. Right. What are we drinking, John? I, today, am drinking uh, the <laughs> pernicious IPA from Wicked Weed. We are not even remotely <laughs> drunk, and this is where we're at already. Uh, um, Wicked Weed does. You know, you know why, this, Johnny? Sorry. Fin- finish it. It's from week. Asheville. They're uh-huh. great. They're, they make some crazy good beers, but this one is super hoppy and delicious. Uh, he had me taste it. It was amazing. Very good. What's it called? The Pernicious IPA. Uh, it's from Wicked Weed. Wicked Weed. Wicked 
wicked what? like wicked like, like the, that's the wi- musical yo hey that's wicked good i can't do that cuz italians say that all the time new jersey new jersey well i guess that's true wicked they say it's a wicked good <laughs> tom brady's wicked good i don't know <laughs> anyway what are you drinking man um i was going to say uh no no i'll start with what i'm drinking i'll get there <clears throat> i'm drinking something that you said i've tried before and i probably have because really I feel like one. this looks familiar, probably because you had it in your in your fridge. Yeah. Uh, this is. I don't know. We were drunk when we used to live together. <laughs> this is from. Oh, that's why, because it's from your uh, hometown. Yeah, it's Grand good. Rapids, Michigan. This is Founders Brewing, uh, Dirty Bastard Scotch style Inappropriate. ale. We don't like to swear on this podcast. <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. Um, I was going to say, Johnny. The reason why I think we're in a good mood today is because, of course, this is out of time. Yep. But in real life, we just released our first episode. Yeah. So cheers, Johnny. And we're getting good. Cheers, everybody. If you're listening. This uh, doesn't work. <laughs> Mine is a can. Uh, dude, cheers. And yeah, we're getting really good feedback already. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. We re-listened to our... For today. It was our first episode we ever recorded. We decided to release that one first and made the Wait, no, sense. I think it was the second one because we were we recorded a one. A test one. Yeah, that was a real shitty one. And you had to go it. over and be like, ah, let's scratch this. Yeah. I don't really remember what we said. That was really good. The, the fir- our fir- being a first episode, yeah, it's a little rough, but it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you haven't heard it yet, go back. Go, go listen back. to go, it. I mean, I don't know. This could be like the 20th episode. Who knows? Yeah, you want to start from the top. Yeah. Or, I mean, good. from the bottom. Or the... How Depends on how you have it uh, uh, set on yeah, your yeah, exactly. <laughs> screen. That's That's it. You know, we don't know you. Top or bottom. Well, by now, by then, I, I hope you know us, though. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's trippy, man. <laughs> yeah, if we get enough listeners, it's going to be a point where people know us very intimately because I don't tend to hold back anything. <laughs> so, Johnny, yes, tell me do. about growing up. Uh, also, uh, maybe we should, uh, talk about this episode. What yeah. All right. So Brian was actually the one that texted me the episode idea of being like, hey, what if we do an episode just about what makes a song good? Yes. And what, and then I want to take it a step further and be like, what makes a, why do we have so many, I will, I'll be a so bold to say so many shitty ass songs on the radio and, uh, yes. why we have why like some of the greatest songs still live are from you know are older yeah uh yes uh, you know what what i liked about this and actually i said this to kayla and she and she was like how can you even answer that and i was like exactly that's why i wanted to talk about this because it's pretty subjective it's such a cool i think it's a cool idea of like what's like a good song mm-hmm. obviously it's super sub- subjective but like there's a, i think there's a lot of room points to make yeah with this so uh there, yeah there's gonna be uh and there's no this we could probably do like four episodes of this uh i would be willing to bet so after we get done with this episode we're gonna have to be like all right people leave us what you think makes a good song absolutely so awesome. uh johnny well i'm gonna just start off so brian in your opinion <laughs> what do you think makes a good song oh is that like- <laughs> Is that how we're starting? This? We're gonna, I'm going to start overview. Uh, when you when you know what when you're listening to, to a new song, uh, what 
makes you be like, yes, to me. This is a great song to you. Yes, we, yes. We, we, me and Brian both are, we love a lot of the same music, but we also disagree on a lot of things and music-wise. So, um, we'll, we'll, Actually, what's funny is I just listened to the first episode, and actually it's part of my uh, 20 questions that we sometimes do with the guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions is, what about a song makes you love it right away? Like, what makes it, you know what I mean? So it's kind of the same question. I think for me... Has to do with uh, uh, like a like a melody, like a like a like a catchiness yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It kind of depends too on the genre. Certain genres are uh, don't rely on melody as much. Right, right, right. Like if you think about good country songs, that hook. Mm-hmm. When but it, normally, when they look- hit that hook, you're just like it, like if it's good, it'll give you the shivers like oh, crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we, we. I kind of was pointing in the direction of no melody songs, and you just kind of switched to the country. I was like, country's all melody. <laughs> oh, it's more words. True. The but, old, I mean, like older country. That's there. You go. That is true. But I don't know. Even the older country songs, the best ones to me are the ones that have a solid me- uh, melody. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You know what? I I I know I had an ep- uh, an answer on that first episode. I can't remember what it was, but. Uh, I you said riff. Oh, that's right. A good riff. Yeah. I do. Riff. That does make me right away like a song. Where I'll be like, dang. Not even just a guitar riff anymore, but like a, a good bass line and bass riff. Man, I'm like, mm-hmm. 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 Um, you know, a lot of people are always like, a good song is something that resonates with the people. Uh-huh. Kind of all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't think so. I disagree with that statement. But a song that does resonate with people, they tend to like. But there's a lot of songs that don't resonate with people that people love. Right, right. Well, well let, let's start with uh, uh, with some obvious things. It's got to be, uh, and yeah. even, you know what's crazy is even this is subjective. But I was going to say it's got to be, like, talented. Like, they have to be, you know, this is crazy because this is, this is what's so mind-blowing about this going to be, like, painful to be like, oh, God. Because you, you, you think they got to be good, like, good at singing. They got to be good words, good musicianship. Good recording. But then you think about punk rock. And punk rock, bad recordings, bad yeah. singers, yeah. bad musicianship. Like <laughs> it's just like it's people crazy. love it. You know that that's and what you know mean. What? there's some great songs out you know, there. You know what? Man. I just realized what it is. I think it's I think it's uh, a realness makes a good song. Okay. Because people have a uh, an innate ability to pick out when someone is not being genuine. And the thing about every every music that people like, every band that is likable, is because they're coming from somewhere real. Like if you think about a punk band, they they're very emotional about what they're singing about. They're, it doesn't matter how good they are; it's that they're putting the emotion. And it's art. Art is about is about uh, coming from inside of you. And if you're if you're not genuine and you're just doing putting out crap to be famous then people will catch on to that and it won't be as good but well <laughs> but but there's so much shit out there yeah that that i would disagree with you a little bit i would love for you to uh throw out an example at the risk of talking shit about something. oh i will and and i'll talk i'll talk shit because i actually love this song and and this is is this a good weird like 
I'd love to argue why. Yes, say the song. I'm curious as to what you're about like, to say. Like, for example, we'll start with a really obvious one, like Kesha's first album. There's nothing in there, or there's very few songs in there that you're like, oh, that really resonates with me. There's one, there's a song in there called <laughs> Boots and Boys. Well, <laughs> Boots and Boys. Boots and Boys. Yeah, I Whoa. I love, I love Kesha a lot. The, the first one. But, the it's really bad and but but i see that to me is where i don't think it emotionally hit anybody i don't think anybody was like yes i feel this i think she in the beginning of her career because we all know now it's this whole thing or this whole you know legal deal that's happening or happened um she was putting out stuff her label was telling to yeah, Hard but to. but I wouldn't be put it past her to have been the one that wanted to do that too back in the day. That, I'm I'm talking Maybe, like pre you know. pre all the the shit. I mean, like it just seemed like that. You was know, her and I guess too. I guess she's a great example of a, a counter to what I just said about how it's to be real. <laughs> God, this is, <laughs> this is gonna be a hard one. I have so many notes that I took because I was just like trying to write out a bunch. I have literally three pages of notes of just oh, being yeah. like, being like, all right, let me try and yeah, it's cool. You're right. We could totally talk about this all day. Like each portion of it could be That's talked about for a long time. But uh, yeah, that almost It'll narrow in. We I, I know us well enough now that that I'll, I'll take all these notes, but but we'll narrow in on a subject alone by like, sure. just on its own. Uh, it goes against almost what I was just saying, how, like, it has to be real. But, like, at first, Kesha, I mean, she straight up didn't want to, she said at some point she didn't want to do that music. She was trying to get out of her contract. And they're like, no, you have to keep recording music. So she was, like, making music she didn't enjoy. And this this has happened with a lot of artists. So, like, yeah, how do you... Yeah, this is so common throughout, so then, even in this town. And then people still like that. See, because Which is, it's weird. This is going to be the so counter to your counter. Good. Oh, God. Uh, uh, see, because, and this is where I, because one of my, my, one of the questions was, does it need to emotionally connect with somebody to be a good song? Uh, I don't think it needs to emotionally do that. Uh, it could easily just be to somebody's lifestyle just as much. That's not an emotional thing to me, at least. Yeah. I mean, some people would argue like that, that is the emotional aspect. But... People that you, back in the day when we used to listen to it, when Kesha's TikTok was huge, uh, it was mostly when the MTV, when the MTV, holy shit, I am, oh, that was bad. But uh, it was when MTV was still playing videos and and it was uh, uh, VH1 was super prominent and it was just all that kind of like, like. Uh, the Jersey Shore, like big party scenes, blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess living, that would be living part of big. Everyone wanted to live. Yeah, and I guess like that's part stars. of culture too. But I think it was people liked the party. Yeah, yeah. Well, also if you think about like gangs, gangs. Okay, gangster, gangster rap. I almost said gangster rap. <laughs> gangster rap. If you think about the gangster rap. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Gosh, Just, uh, we're very white. Okay. Oh god, hey, that was pretty rough. I'm half Mexican. I grew up in Mexico, so how about that? But you're still white. Yeah, but I'm still from Mexico. <laughs> Are we trying to argue who's more Mexican now? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you think about like like rap, uh, like especially like more hardcore rap, uh, a lot of, I mean, honestly, a lot of white people don't enjoy it as much 
And then, but but the reason is is, is like you said, it, it's not relatable. It's not their lifestyle. What well, makes it good? Yeah, yeah. The, it has to do with like the lifestyle. I mean, if you listen to rap lyrics, I mean, they're talking about things that, like, you know, how they grew up, like in the hood, and and like, uh, it really, it's about connecting. Maybe not like you said emotionally, but also with like your lifestyle being like, yeah, like this guy gets it. Like this is this is where I'm at or whatever. Yeah. Well, then that that brought something up that I think of. So right now we've only talked about the emotional aspect or, or like how it connects with the people. Right. Well, what if a song is just people love it because it's just good? Like it's just a good song, pleasant, okay. pleasant to I the got, ears. I got a great. You know what? And this is weird, and it's almost generational. Uh, I like the switch because one thing that. Uh, you did the airplane thing again. It's the thing that we talked about uh, in Mark's yeah, yeah. episode. We're like, it's going to make such a loud noise. And then we listen back to it and they're like, oh, there's no noise. There's noise going on in the background. I'm it's the AC. Right. It's the AC. That's right. Uh, um, oh, if you listen to some 70s, like a lot of 70s music, like especially rock, most of the time, some of them like, I don't even know what they're singing about, but they're like the biggest songs in the world and people love them. Like, how can you relate to this? Like, if you listen to, uh, you know the song Desperado by the Eagles? The Desperado. Oh, yeah. Why don't you come? Yeah. Uh, if you listen to that song, I, I mean. Get it. You can sing. What? <laughs> what? What is he talking about? Like, if you actually listen to the lyrics, you're like, wait. Like, what are you saying? Oh, somebody's going to be like, oh, like, give us a point by point in the comments I guess, on this. but like... I hope, actually. Also, Hotel California, like, like that's not a relatable song. But but actually, one of the notes I have, too, is maybe if it's not relatable, it's got to be a good story. Hmm. Or if you think about Rocket Man, or... Rocket Man. Or uh, um, David Bowie's um, uh, Space Odyssey. Yeah. Oddity, sorry. Uh... Like, they're cool stories, and they're, like, uh, like a lot of those 70s songs are really story-driven, not so much... Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the artist, but they're a, it was a really popular thing then to do these weird story songs. Like, really, like, pretty random stuff, too. Like, like out there a little bit. Like, and, and this is one song I really wanted to bring up, and I'd love to kind of break this song down a little bit of... Uh, uh, probably one of the songs. You know what? There's something about this song. I lo- this is what I love me. to do. <laughs> I love to like, describe the song and then say Give it. Give a preface. Yeah, yeah. There's Pretty something about this song where no matter who hears it, how old they are, what generation they're from, everybody loves it. Oh, I bet you I'm going to hate it. I have a feeling. And it's Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, won't yeah, hate it. I promise, because nobody does. Nobody. I mean, I'm hates sure that. somebody. Well, because the like, only reason they would hate it is because they'll be like, "It's overplayed." Yeah, because everyone loves it. Forever. But there, there is no. I used to be the person same way. that really dislikes that song. You know what's weird about though? Break that song down, <laughs> and everything about that it's song goes against psychotic. It goes against everything that you think makes a good song. There is no melody, or there's no uh, like. Chorus. Wait, well, by the way, have no you have you hook. watched There's the movie no, yet? It's real weird. No, I haven't. I haven't either, and I really hope they didn't like explain the whole song in the in the movie and us over here like what the fuck? Why? Well, I read that he wrote it 
at the piano yeah. and the studio all it's like one like immediately. Go. Yeah. He just did it. It's really weird, and uh, and then that's and and even the like it's a cool story. Again, this that's like a story song about a guy who kills someone, and then the emotions that he's going through. It's almost because of the performance. I don't. I don't know because because well, now you're getting into a whole different bag, uh, like, like of like live performance and you know all that. But the, but the thing is too is like how this. That's what blows my mind about that song in particular is that everybody loves it universally. Whether you're tone deaf, not musical at all, but loves the song. But you have like the most talented musicians in the world. They love the song. You have you know what I mean because. There, I don't know what it is about that song. It's just something... I don't know. I'd love to break well, down that then, song. Why uh, Why is that song so good? You know what? Let's just take that song specifically. Uh, yes, I would love to. So, just for so, a little bit. Because... So... I'll put it this way. So I, if we're going to just talk practically, not thinking emotionally uh, what's connecting with the song, just practically. Yes. Get, like, scientific here. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there, there is a, so for cool. composers, there's a whole mathematical process for trying to expand ideas and, and that's not necessarily mathematical, but it's, there's just a process of like, all right, you write, you write your melody and then, all right, you want to expand on the melody and do this and do that and do this. Right. Things that can help you make Compo- a song better. Composing in particular really takes that into account. I feel like, uh, that's one thing that I love learning. Because once you learn those tricks, where you're like, you know, these chords make people feel this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know a, I mean? that's a big movie thing. Oh, yeah, I know. And once you kind of start learning that yeah, stuff, it makes songwriting that much more fun. Yeah, because you can just, like, play around you with it. You can play around with it. That's yep. cool. Well, and, and Sorry, go So what, what I was going to say is, well, you know, music gets divided in three. It's a rhythm, harmony, and melody. Okay. That song, I personally think hits the, the biggest strides in each of those categories. Think about it. Yeah. Because, like... What's the other one? Rhythm? So it's rhythm, harmony, and melody. Harmony. Oh, uh, God. Because, so, yeah, for example... Right. For example... Um, well, we'll just take any country song. Their melody is crazy good. I mean, normally they're coming up with some great melodies, and even pop right now... Well, we'll even take pop at this moment. Pop at this moment... Melody and and rhythm are at the top of their game. Oh, for sure. Oh, like like some of these producers out today, and I swear to God, if you say Max Martin, <laughs> Max Martin is in a lull right oh. now. I was expecting you to bring him up the moment we started this episode. <laughs> to be perfectly <laughs> honest, well, uh, actually, I almost did when you said Kesha, but it was actually Max Martin protege Doctor Luke. Doctor Luke, I mm-hmm. did Kesha's first, um, but whatever. Anyway. So, like, just <laughs> rhythm and melody right now are at the top of the game. But, you know, but uh, yeah. harmony is just four chords. Shoot, uh, in the middle, or in the, the middle. The song? Uh, yeah, the song, the middle. I In the middle. I don't know what's going on with me today. Uh, the, why don't you just be... Are you becoming a dad, Johnny? Oh, I am. Apparently. <laughs> no kids, not, not even married, but I'm like... Back when the MTV was on. The, the MTV. <laughs> Those damn kids and their MTV. They don't... They have it good right now. Back in my day. <laughs> we had to listen to CDs. It was good times. <laughs> anyway, um, 
That song is... It is literally three chords, almost the entire song, and then they add in a fourth at the chorus. Right. But that melody is so strong. Oh, my God. Don't even touch. So strong. Uh, do you, you know, do you know, are you aware how much I love that song? Oh, dude, I don't think you understand how much I love, yeah, we have, Uh, we've talked about this already before. That song. On this podcast. Uh, vocally and melodically is one of the best songs. That's why, that's why she's my second favorite female vocalist. I think she's my second. wow. There's been a lot of connections to Marin Morris and the song The Middle. I love. podcast. Well, it's a great song. it's a great song. But. Pop song. But harmonically, it doesn't do. Crap. Uh, every country song is normally four chords. Normally. I, obviously, I'm generalizing. Yes. Uh, uh, blues, I mean, you're normally doing a one, four, five. Yeah. Uh, you could do some crazy things. Now, go to jazz, where rhythm and harmony are nuts. Melody, usually, I'm like, eh, I can take it or leave it. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, I'm, again, generalizing. Because then, now, take, I mean, you could also... Old jazz normally rhythmically isn't that crazy. I was gonna say, yeah. but but melodically Melody, and, and cool harmonies are crazy. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Or bluegrass, <clears throat> rhythm and harmony, crazy. Yeah, and 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 there are plenty of songs that hit all three notes in the best spectrum. I mean, that I'm not trying to argue that. I'm just what I'm what I'm trying to de- debate is this song that we're talking about, Bohemian Rhapsody, is such a beloved song by almost the entire world. Uh, it hits every single one of those in stride in the most proportionally epic way. Yeah. Like, just a, in a stupendous manner. Yeah. I think... Uh, and I think that might correlate to why it's so beloved. I just... You know, what really throws me off is that uh, it changes so much from the the intro part into the, you know, I see this silhouette of a man, that part. To the and, then, and then it goes to a rock part. Yeah. And then it goes back into, it's like, oh, it breaks like every rule of composition in terms of, of uh, a transition. Yeah. It, it just does. like, fuck but you, it, we're going here now. <laughs> it sounds so good. You know, what's weird. What's weird about that is there are bands that have done similar things, but that are like underground bands. Yeah. That most people like, they don't. Between the Buried and Me does that all the time. Yes. They do that all yeah. the time. One of my favorite songs, Selkies, uh, they go from like brutal thrash metal into this beautiful jazz solo. Oh my god, it's like one of the best freaking things. <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite songs by them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They uh, that song. Yeah, it's it's just it breaks a lot of rules, but it's still. Should we you know change what? the episode name to Bohemian Rhapsody? Also, I mean. Since he was number one on my list, sure you do love him. Uh, he uh, now we have to post this after that episode. Yeah, I just ruined that, didn't I? It's okay. Uh, well, no, I, I ruined Mary Morris. Oh yeah, he did. I too. said number two. I guess this is coming after that. Yes, so you guys, I guess already heard our list episode. Hopefully. You better have, uh, or we just ruined number ones for you. But well, uh, I mean, my number two. Nobody yeah. knows my number one unless if I already mentioned it. I don't remember. Now. No, I don't but anyway, that. continue. But uh. His vocal performance, I'm sure, helps the likability of that song. That is true. I mean, yeah. it, oh, that, that's the other aspect of it, though. Talent. I mean, the talent in that song, the emotion. It has emotion, it has talent, it has rhythm, harmony, melody. I think we're hitting a lot of things that make songs good. You know what I mean? <laughs> the basics? 
<laughs> what make music? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's another oh, aspect, God. and and this is one of the another one of the not another aspect, but another example. Uh, anybody that says they hate the song, it's normally because it's overplayed, and it is. It don't get me wrong, it's overplayed, but it's journeys. Uh, don't gonna, stop believing. No, stop believing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one uh, does not have a crazy rhythm, but the melody, I think, is it's one of the strongest melodies. It's so good, dude. That song is... Uh... But why is that... So, the reason I was going to give that example is, like, why did that one so beloved when it's basic as all hell compared to Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, story? Story? Ah, so now we're getting into the other aspect, lyrics. Yeah, lyrics. Lyrically, that one is a is a really cool song. And melody, of course, that song, the melody's killer. And also, again, vocal performance. I think people like... I think people in general like songs that they could belt a little bit. You know what I mean? That they could just like... Anthems. They love anthems. Anthems. There's something about anthems that people love. Oh, I mean, for sure. Like, I think universally, that... Anthems are like the one thing that I think everyone can kind of get into a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean slow songs you got to be in the mood for. Really fast songs you got to be in the mood for. Dance songs, but but like a good anthem that's just emotional. You're like I fe- I can feel whoa, this. Whoa, we're halfway there. That whoa. the whoa, that nobody can actually hit because Bon Jovi has the craziest voice. Yeah, I think um, yeah, that's another. Another good example, I think. Lyrics. Lyrics, right? That's how I'm writing it down. Um, oh, oh, something I wanted to I'd get back into, we kind of left, was your, uh, your the, like, the more science aspect yeah. of what makes songs good. Because I think, I think that's important, because I actually, I have that written down, too. There's, like, you know, there's certain chords, I mean, there's studies done on this, where uh, they make you feel something, like... Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, physically. Like, like it, it releases hormones in your brain when you hear certain chord progressions and stuff. It makes you feel things. Like, Oh, shoot. Yeah, not even that, but just certain uh, uh, ohms and pitches. Yeah. Dude, oh, this is super off track. But uh, back, uh, so what they would do in World War II, Germany... Uh, the Nazis would uh, yeah. put on their speakers the lowest frequency, like one of the lowest to the human ear, so you can't actually hear it, but you feel it. It was like, yeah, like 10 hertz. Yeah, it's or something, something stupid. Like I can't low. remember. But they would play that to make the crowd that was all gathered to see Hitler when it came on uh, feel... Uneasy. Yeah. And then the moment that he came on, they would shut it off. Yeah, and people would feel calm. They feel and better, like, better, and they and they would all associate that with that. But they did that on MythBusters too, and then it it they, you do you feel a little uneasy yeah. when that you can't hear it, but something in you it's you're there. like, Ugh. uh But I mean, that just goes to show that just the slightest of uh, pitch change anywhere makes you feel off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any kind of music can make you feel different things. Well, there's actually like I mean, if we're, if we're talking about like. Like weird ethereal music, yeah. um, like the the 
ohm sounds like ohm, ohm. Oh, yeah, like when a you, Gregorian chants. Yeah, when you do stuff like that, and it's calming, it feels calming. It's because, uh, so we're getting real sciencey. It's because when you're in the womb as a baby, and uh, what? Yeah, no, like if, if you think about it, you're in the womb as a baby, and and, the, and like the heartbeat, you can hear like the blood around you, and it kind of sounds like this. Interesting. This pulsating and that that's this pulsating like muffled sound and that sounded that calmed you. You know what hmm. I mean? So like still we have that in our heads. We're like, ah, oh, it's like calming. Like it's weird. It's just I don't know. There's like a lot like a lot of things. Um, Damn. Well, I was honestly like like in terms of that science, I'm not the best at yet. I study that stuff and I'm still trying to learn. There's so many things. I mean, like naturally, there's pretty obvious things like using uh like like not using dissonant notes and 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 things will, will or in uh what do you call it intervals naturally will always make you feel more at ease and more my, set but my favorite feeling is uh is a suspended chord oh where it sits there yeah, yeah when it sits right above the one and you're just like and you're just like oh here it comes Dun, like it's the, oh, oh it's so my great. favorite is um is a well-placed augmented chord like an augmented, yes. uh, 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 an augmented triad, and I think it's with a major seventh. It might be also with an augmented, yeah, with a, with a major seventh. Um, Johnny's getting real musical in you guys. I might be wrong. Somebody's like, "You're wrong," but that's what they do when, like, if someone in a movie, somebody walks into a room with gold in it all over the place. That's what you're hearing, like that, like, oh. Type of feel, yeah, yeah, like that awing feeling. Isn't that crazy? That's super weird. But it's yeah, crazy that, that like thing. these chords, depending on the chord, it like makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. Well, it's so cool. And then, well, my favorite, and I teach this to to the kids all the time. When you do uh, a diminished chord, uh, it's the uh, the the damsel on the train tracks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like tied up on the train tracks. But I mean, all that will make you feel that. I mean, we're way off track in terms of what makes it sound no, 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 good, no, no, no. but it's I was just, just like, about to bring it back. It's all right, okay, because I was like, I had something. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was just gonna say, I think uh, knowing that and being able to do it correctly in the song, or to do it, yeah, to do it correctly in your song to reflect the emotion of the song, and uh, you know, to make it cohesive. Yeah, I think that's what makes it good. Actually, uh, the song yesterday. This was pointed out to me from something somebody something I read, and I never realized it before. But when he goes, um, and the song starts yesterday, and it starts minor. It's like dark sounding. Yeah. All my troubles seem so far away. And then he goes. Now it looks to the here today. And then he goes. But I believe in yesterday. And it goes to a major. Doing doing the, the chords to follow what yeah, is yeah. being said. Yeah. Literally, the chords go from being sad to I believe in yesterday and it turns happy into a major. Like, it follows exactly what he's saying. I'm glad you said this. This is super offhand, but uh, also very much on point with our topic. But I found a quote by, uh, uh, I think it was McCart- uh, uh, McCartney that said it, but it's about Lennon and McCartney. Uh huh. Um, they said that if that, so, because they didn't back in the day, they didn't know how to write music. They didn't know how to write out melodies yeah, and yeah. things. So they so they would just go by this like way of going. And if they wrote a, a song and wrote a melody, if they couldn't remember the melody the next day, they just 
would leave it because they said it wasn't good enough. Oh, I like it. That I'm like, dude, that's real good. That's cool. I don't like the Beatles, but I love that. That's crazy. I like that. Yeah, that. I mean, just a little fun thing, but yeah, they. they I'll tell you what. They were geniuses at knowing how to manipulate songs like that. Like just their their songwriting is so simple, so straightforward, but it's amazing. I've always said I think they're the they're the pioneers of today's pop music. You know what I mean? They to make it's like a simple they kind of started the the uh the outline of what makes a song enjoyable by the masses you know like before that it was like very specific kind of like songs you had like blues and then you had like country which was very depending like only certain people liked it and then they're like we're gonna make this music we combine all of it the best aspects of it and make everybody love it i get that that's true it always pains me to say because i don't really like them that much (laughs) i don't like listening to the beatles that much i know people are gonna hate me i don't care yeah, I hate you. So I mean, I knew that already, but that's fine. <laughs> well, then, so okay. So this is a weird, a weird addendum. Then, so what do you think is the least important of the three? Or we're gonna add to the fourth now. So we have rhythm, melody, harmony, and lyrics. We know that each one of those are important. They're all important. But to you, what is the least important to make a song that is like? grand good song because you know we already know that you can make a good song without having to have like like a super amount of each one but what makes one but well from what we also have discussed what makes a a song grand is all of these parts are awesome i don't know i don't know if you could uh i feel like how can a song not have rhythm how can it not have rhythm it's not that you don't have it. It's 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 basic. Basic. I get it. Um, let me give you an example. Um, go ahead and talk about your beer while I think about it. I don't know about this. Ooh, what is it? Oh, it's the hipster repeller. Yeah, or repellent. Repel- hipster repellent IPA from Falls City, Louisville, Kentucky. There's some sort of aftertaste in it that's freaking me out. <laughs> It's real weird. Oh, no. What is that? It says, uh... Well, while you're doing that... Perfect blend of Citra, Amarillo, and Simcoe hops. Okay, I can't think of exactly an example, because I know there's so many, but I'm just being an idiot. Uh, Just a song that just... If they put a drum beat, four on the floor, and just say, fuck it, that's it. Type of thing, like like you can easily have the most basic of rhythm. It's four yeah, four, nothing crazy, maybe a little fill. That's it, done. But I think sometimes that's part of what makes those songs good. Right. I think having that, like like if you think about dance songs, it's like like people like that because it's good because you could dance to it. Well, then, but in those a lot of those songs, normally harmonies are like two chords. It's weird. I so this is where this is kind of what's we, jacking me up a little bit. We kind of found like people this are, Venn diagram. Yeah. But people are, are, like, are getting really pissed, being like, "Well, what makes it good?" It's like, well, the whole. This is why we're trying to discuss this. It's it's 
It's hard to, to establish, like, what ah, is... I knew it. This what? is a fun one. We should Why have are... someone on for this. Oh, I was actually thinking we needed to have someone on for this, but I'm glad we started this one. And we're we're going to do like, this again. We're going to bring somebody on and be like, hey, listen to that episode, and we're going to talk about this again. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Shoot. Sorry. I lost my train of thought, you ah, dick. God damn it. Uh, you well, were talking about... Well, it, it's just making it hard for me not... Sexually, um, <laughs> what? <the laughs> oh God! Do we need a shot, Johnny? I think we need a shot. Uh, well, what's making it difficult for me is is that I just don't understand what people want. Sometimes I don't know what people want. <laughs> what and, do I you mean want that, and I mean people? this in a way where where like we're trying to do a podcast where we're trying to tell people about music, but it's like this is such a difficult thing, and this will also kind of kind of put this forth for for uh yeah half shots are good for this one uh, for future songwriters or amateur songwriters or people just trying it out is. If you think your song's amazing, it might be. I mean, it, or it might click. You never know you, what's you, gonna click. I, I got one. Uh, hit me. I got a topic. I think one thing... I think a good way to think about what makes a song good is to think about what makes a song bad. Ooh, I like that. You know what I mean? I mean, if you think about... Uh, I was thinking about, like, rhyming. If you think about rhymes in a song, if you, uh, certain time, all right, and, and one, I think one of the biggest flaws, or I guess differences between an, uh, like a very amateur songwriter to a professional songwriter is the way they rhyme words. Like hard rhyming versus soft mm-hmm. rhyming. I think if you do a bunch of hard, okay, so hard rhyming is like, uh, or like perfect rhymes where you say like. Like, like, uh, the first one I think of is like, be, me, we, or like, they're literally the same sound every time. But if you say be, and then you said weed. Or well, things like, uh, feed. Today we went to the store, but I didn't feel that on my core. Something like that. You know, uh, so like, the the way you do your rhymes can make a big big difference. And I, I love... Using rap as an example, when rap first came out, I mean, if you listen oh back God. to it, yep. if you listen back to it, you could be like, "Ooh, I don't know if everyone feels that same way." And I feel like maybe some, and I get that it I had to start somewhere. But like, if you listen to really old, the very first rap that came out, it was like, "I went to the store and I bought a banana, and then I told uh, she had to get a hammer." I don't know, like, it was, like, so A, B, A, B, A, B with its rhymes. You know what I mean? And you're, like, ooh, like, and then the, and the story is, like, oh, my God, you should listen to some old I, I don't know where it's I like, it. You're, like, ooh, what are you guys talking about? It's, like, and then if you listen to a, a big a big change in that and uh, was uh, Biggie. Yeah. Biggie started doing inner rhymes, and this is one of my notes on here. I think doing inner rhymes really changes the sound, and it makes it it makes it cleaner. It makes it so smoother. Give us give us what inner rhymes mean for for all of us. So uh, inner rhymes, non lyrical so peons. So you, us lyrical peons. Uh, so I heard. <laughs> uh, 
I heard R. Kelly was a peon. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, okay. it was there. Okay. I got it out. Okay. We can move on. <laughs> I broke Johnny, you guys. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. So, anyway. <laughs> okay, so, uh. Is it like an innie? <laughs> yes, it's like an innie. So, so like when you're writing a like a, when you're writing a song, each line, the last word of each line, uh, an A B rhyme structure is like you say the line and the last word is something, and then the last word of the next line would be you'd rhyme those words, right? Actually, that's an A A. A B A B would be every other line would rhyme. So A so so if you have four lines. The first line's an A, the second line's a B, uh, third line's an A, fourth line's a the B. The B, right. So the A's rhyme and the B's rhyme. Okay, that makes sense. So it's the inter- interlock right, right. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's cool. That's fine. But the thing that really makes it is in between those, you put, uh, oh God, I really wish I had an example. But, uh... uh we'll, we'll post one on, on Facebook. Yeah, I should have been prepared for that. But in, But in between... The, instead of doing the ends of the lines, you do in between there. So you have an interrhyme, like within the line. Okay. So like the second word of the second word of the first line will also like match the second word of the second line. But then the last words rhyme. So it's like it's it's these weird interrhymes that aren't the last words that those it's. I remember when I first realized that was a thing. Like one, I remember that was a big moment in my songwriting that I that changed how I thought about it. Was like, I was always like, "What makes my song sound so bad compared to other ones?" And I kind of started studying and reading, and I realized it was these inner rhymes. And I was like, "God, like they're making every word, every word rhyme with each other, basically." Yeah, and like all of these words matter. Like it's not like. Like, each line, sometimes when you listen to music, you just, you think, like, oh, they're just writing what they feel. But, like, no, every word, every word that they're writing has purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember someone told me, uh, if a song, like, say a song makes a million dollars, and there are 20 lines in the song, that means, you know, each line is worth, you know, like, $50,000, right? If you think about it that way... Like each word in the line is worth, you know, thousands of dollars. So if you think about, it, yeah. So make those count. Make them worth a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just, I just like. I don't know if I did that math right. That was quick math. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting. Well, I guess what we're kind of hitting on is every aspect of music is important of of the four that we're mentioning, which is rhythm, melody, harmony, and lyrics. Right. I think what, but. They're not all, not that they're not all essential, but there's certain, I mean, uh, this also would equate to depending on what style you're doing, but right. but it's important to push the boundaries on those, on each one of those, or at least a little bit on one of those. I think, I think what I'm, 
realizing is these aspects. So lyrics, rhyming, melody, rhythm, and uh, harmony. Make a make each one have a purpose in your song, right? If you're gonna have a four on the floor, why? I've heard songs. That is true. Why? I've heard, I've heard songs like it better makes sense in the song. That's what makes it good. Well, I've heard songs like country songs. There's there's some new country artists, and this is driving me crazy. They're older country artists coming out with new songs, and they're like, we got to be hip. So what they do is they write a song that would be fine on its own, and then they put a four on the floor, like beat behind it. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why do you have this beat in the song? It sounds bad. Yeah. And and it's making me realize that that like. If you're going to do it, make it make sense. I think that's what makes a song good. Um, Every aspect. That is good. Uh, I'm actually going to give one of my songwriting secrets for composing. Uh, For every piece that I've ever done, I've done this very... There's two ways of doing it. Either I do a really weird song or I do a very basic song. But here's the thing. If I do a very basic, normal song whether it be like a song or a composition or for something, there's always one element that's strange. That's outside of it. Uh-huh. So give me an example. Uh, I'm doing a Latin, we'll just say I'm doing a Latin classical guitar kind of comp- uh, piece. Right. Cool. Oh, that's great. Well, within it, it, throwing in a few things from like a little Baroque or something. I'm being really douchey about it. Um, let me think of a different way. <laughs> Doing a, a... Well, this happens a lot now, for example. Uh, having, like, a pop song, and then they'll throw in a little bit of, like, like, like the dubstep, or they'll have a little weird melody lines in there, and you're like, that's strange. I don't know how I feel about that. Blah, well, I like blah. the pop songs that had, like, the reggaeton beat. That yeah. Yeah. Well, to me, it's anything, any any song that's going to be kind of basic. So if it, if it has a four four chord progression throughout the whole song, well, then I have an intro, like I have an intro melody that's weird. It's a little strange. You need it's out there. You need but, something to catch attention. But if I do a song that's super weird, I need I I set one line down that is, or not even I don't mean line as in like a. a a cool, uh, like a like a guitar line. One of I those mean, like, aspects. Uh, like an aspect of that song needs to be grounded and yes. normal, like the drum beat or whatever. Yep. That's kind of like, you know, if you think about dance music, like it's like real crazy, like 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 dubstep. Yeah, everything's happening Weird, around like, it, but but that da- but that beat on the bottom beat, normally is just sitting there. Yeah. I love that, and and that's what I and that's what I took that. That's what I did. Um, this one is a fun one. Uh, I did a, uh, a guitar duo, a classical guitar duo composition, and I still have it. It's great. It's called Playtime. Uh-huh. And the whole point and the whole story behind it is because I, that's how I always write is like doing some grand story. Um, both the guitars are children and they're trying to, and, and they're like playing and, and the whole composition ebbs and flows between them hitting each other and then having fun and them, them playing each other. But, uh... But the whole backbeat of it is a uh, douche, douche bell. No, <laughs> there's a reason for it. It's but the whole backbeat and and it and it and it jumps between both the guitars like consistently. All it is is do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, 
That's the whole song that's sitting in the back, but there's just a bunch of random dumb melody things that are flying all over the place, and it's really stupid. Uh-huh. But that little that little back is really what what kind of saved it for me. It was it's really good, and that's how I view that like aspect of writing, and I think it helps a lot like of people that. stay grounded when it's a weird song, or or are like able to to have fun with a song that's really normal and, and I, basic. Yes, I think. Yes, I think that's great. I think it's great. Wow, you know, I didn't think that we'd like come to a conclusion here. There's a little bit of aspect to that, but there's a little aspect. I think there's a lot of things that make a song good, but all of these things you have to make a purpose for. You have to make them make sense. Purpose. That's purpose. the thing. Because, uh, purpose. oh God, I hate myself for doing this, but uh, listening to Taylor Swift's uh, <laughs> album, uh, what is it, Red? Uh-huh. Uh, Max Martin uh, doing uh, the, what's that song? The, oh, whoa. Trouble, trouble, trouble. The, the the all the the verses had that same little guitar part that that does it super yeah, basic. Yeah. It's just it's the most simple thing, but then that chorus it is out there and it's like let us just completely change the song and rip it apart and be completely different. It's craziness. I love that, <laughs> and I think that really makes that song really fun. You know, we could talk about Max Martin some more in this episode because he really. Yeah, okay, okay. The beat, like I said, the Beatles. I'm giving you the. I'm giving you the door. You did. You didn't say don't. But the Beatles, I think, opened up this door. They were doing things, and people like, like Max Martin caught on and were like, oh, like he he understood. The Beatles were just doing it. Like you said, they didn't know what they were doing. They just wrote songs, uh, and you know, like if it didn't, if they didn't remember the next day, then it wasn't worth remembering, right? Max Martin understood what was happening. He was like, why do people like these songs, right? And he started making note. And so he's come up with a tool bag of things that he knows will work in a song based on things people have been doing since, you know, the 40s and the 50s. Yeah. All the way up to the 70s and 80s. And he was like, oh, people like... Like... Rhythm... Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, a big thing that he does is... uh the melody he starts always starts with the melody uh the reason why uh, if you haven't heard other episodes or know who max martin is he's written more number one hits than any producer or songwriter other than john lennon and paul mccartney so he he's worthy of being up in this conversation because he's found something in particular he knows things that work and uh he wrote all of 1989 Taylor Swift's album. 1989. He no, did no, no. write... Red. No, no, he wrote 1989, but he wrote that song, Trouble, and, another song, and uh, We 22. Are Never Getting Back Together. And 22. Maybe, I don't know. I think it was 22 as well. I might be wrong. But We Are Never Getting Back Together, I know Trouble. And those are why Taylor Swift was like, I want to write a whole album with you now. Because he wrote, she wrote just a couple. Oh, really? And she was like, we need to do a whole album. So they did that one. But uh, uh, anyways... He, uh, I'm obsessed with Max Martin. He's like, as far as a producer goes, he's absolutely insane. He, uh, he has this, this bag of tricks that he's like, uh, 
Oh, that's what I was talking about. Uh, melody. So he starts with the melody, and one thing that he 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 understood was that changing the rhythm of the melody in the song, like you you mix the rhythm and the melody together, and change it up throughout the song, and it it makes that's what makes something catchy. Yeah, and I think catchiness is another. You know, aspect of a song oh, naturally. makes a song good. That's what we needed to touch on because we we're like, I, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't bring up catchiness, like like woes and whatever. But but the the things that make it catchy, the melody is almost secondary to the rhythm of the melody. You know what I mean? Like the, the well, that would be a Katy Perry thing. Where Max Martin again? Yeah, because she and a lot of her songs. That Katy Perry is the queen of this. I'm not saying that she wrote it, but she's the queen of doing the. Her melodies for her songs, she doesn't change melody. All she does is rhythmically hit differently. It's craziness. Yes. Listen back. There's a lot of her big Actually, stuff. Actually, uh, um, there's some other artists like uh, Ed Sheeran. Like, oh my god, we could go into a whole thing of Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, and, and like layering. We're not even in the layering of music. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so much. There's so much. we're definitely having to do this again. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I like that because even um, yeah, it's true because there there are times and I've used this trick. This is one of those bag of tricks I've I've learned from Max Martin. Is you know, I'm like, man, I need a good melody and I can't think of something. I'm like, or or I think of a melody. I was like, this sounds like every other song. So I was like, what if I just make the melody one note and just change the rhythm of how I sing it? Like da 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 da. Da, 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 you know what I mean? And you kind of sing it like that, and it and it's it's cool, it's catchy, it's different, and yeah, it, it's a, a thing in my uh, in my notes on is it? Uh, what 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 you can do to make your like expand on melodies. Yeah, it's a thing. Change the rhythm. Of change the rhythm. Because the rhythm is gonna change you. Yeah, they have things like there's things like. Uh, like sequencing literally if you're kind of stuck just take a melody you already have thought of and just put it up a step or down a step modulate it see what it does and you'd be surprised what modulating does you're like oh it's all sudden up a step it sounds real freaking good <laughs> interesting um and interval changes uh if you have a, a an interval going from a like a a C to an E, so you're going to go in a third. It's like, well, how about we go up to a fourth or a fifth? See what that sounds like. Things mm-hmm. like that. Stuff, stuff like that. I mean, that's getting really into like the nitty gritty stuff, but that those kind of things are so huge to make a melody that is phenomenal. Melody is definitely important. I think we might need to split this down and go like four episodes on just melody, rhythm, like one episode on melody. Ooh, one that'd be fun. We're gonna have to do like a sweet because this so is went overall, a lot. I agree. There's a lot. I think, and this is a lot, and, and I'd like to bring in like experts on each one. Each one of them. It would be really fun. Can we get Max Martin. You <laughs> <laughs> would leap at the chance. God, uh, that'd be my dream. Let's go to Sweden, guys. On location episode in Sweden. We're doing it. Oh, dude, you want to? All right. So one thing I did want to bring up. I. I, I Trying to look at what the time is. Oh, we're, we're pushing it. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, one of our, and we brought this up last episode we did, we ended up staying afterwards and just watching Disney songs and uh, and listening to music. This is going to be one of our lists, Johnny. Yeah, but Don't ruin we're, it. We're not, I'm not going to give the list away, but uh, 
Well, a song that has this perfect development of <laughs> melody and harmony is something stupid. By uh, with uh, Frank Sinatra and, oh, and Nancy yeah, Sinatra, yeah, yeah, yeah. where singing something stupid like "I love you," it fits so well. But their harmonies are insane, and you were the one mentioning this. It's so hard to sing like the female part, the female vocals on that. Yeah, are so hard because well, the, the the male melody goes up and down like crazy. It's really wavy. The female harmony is stagnant. Yeah, it's like. Stays at one note and then kind of moves every once in a while. At the it's ends of usually at the end. Real weird. It's yeah. Real weird to sing. But that one's got a real fun like, element like harmony compared to melody because both of those uh, harm like uh, vocal melodies are also having to connect with the chords and it makes them real weird. Yeah, yeah. And that's one that's amazing. So what was your point on that, Johnny? I just want to bring it up. It's one of my favorite songs, and it's there. <laughs> No, I, I just want to bring up that's another point of just like two point uh like a melody and harmony just syncing up and making a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 rhythm in it is just really basic. It's but melody and harmony. But they're all over the place. And the lyrics are put in I like I like your theory about you have to have something grounded. I don't think you can have three insanely good things going on at once. Yeah. Because then it, then it gets weird. Except for Bohemian Rhapsody, apparently. <laughs> Again. Again. Except where they're like, breaking whatever. Song. Let's do this now. Oh, Literally, middle though. of the song. Let's do this. That's why that song blows my mind. It yeah. goes against everything. It does. It really does. And literally, it's the best song, I think, ever. Like every, As far as like everybody loves it. Yeah. Everybody loves that song. Everybody sings to it. Even little kids. Little kids in like... Ah. Uh, in this generation, this Drink young younger generation, like young kids, they they could have never heard that song ever, and they they only listen to like rap. I don't know, or like like like, what's the guy with tattoos on his face? Uh, Post Malone. Oh. They only listen to Post Malone. You could show them that song, and they'll be so into it. They'd be like, "This song's great." Okay. Well, how about this? It's fun. It's a fun song to listen to. It but starts it's also off slow, super depressing. but it gets crazy, and it's hilarious and phenomenal, and just like actually fun to listen to. This is why Mike Myers in his movie they did the whole headbang to that because it's the perfect for that. But it it's a fun song, and I think that you know also what it is? is an aspect to it. You know what? I, you know what it is? I like what you just said because I don't think the whole song is fun. I think it has a journey to it. And this is this is why everybody probably starts off like, oh, this is boring, and then you're like, what? No, no, no. But but it it uh, I was thinking about how the song makes me feel when I listen to it, and I think this is an important thing to think about. Uh, uh, and it's something that I notice with like some of the greatest uh, co- compositions, like movie movie scores scores and stuff like that that they do, is they keep this weird. They like keep it. I don't know how to explain it. They keep it up. They like. They like. It's almost like you're like reaching for something the whole time, and it's never completing, right? That whole beginning. How it keeps bringing you up, and you kind of keep going with that. Yeah. And like it almost brings you like, uh, like you're like, 
you're like well that's feel the, like the, there's something this makes coming. sense because you like suspended animation that's right you just said the, that you like suspension. a suspension the suspension of it does something to a person it makes you want more yeah like you need resolution people when they hear something suspended like that you want resolution but the thing about the whole beginning of that song that those chords constantly keep you in that suspended thing and you're constantly like okay I'm interested it ends on a suspension Instead of going, uh, nothing really matters to me, to me. That would have been the ending that would have made but you feel like... But then he keeps it going. Yeah, no, he, it, he keeps the song going, but they end it on the... Hit me where the wind blows. It, it, it still stays up at the end, which makes you like... Ah, it's you know, it's that suspension that keeps... Why did it become so hard in this song? It's pretty funny. Sorry. It did very much in that song. You know why? Because I think it goes against... Normal rules. Normal rules. But which which makes it interesting to study because you're like, there has to be something... Well, we already talked about our first episode. It. Our first episode, we were talking about learning rules to break them. It's literally what happened, and people like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, uh... I was, I, dude, I don't know I don't where know. I don't know where to go from this. It, there's I think so was, much. I think that was good. I think that was good for this episode. I think there's a lot more we could talk about. Oh no, no, no. For a couple more hours. We could literally go to, all but... night if we wanted to on this episode. But uh, let's people, save it for another one. People are probably already like, so what's the conclusion? I don't know. Here? That's why I love this topic because oh, it's so open. Some people, I feel like this is going to be a, decif- a decisive episode. People are going to either divisive. Whatever. There, people are going to be split by it because they're going to be like, some are going to hate it and some are going to love that aspect of it. Of being like, well, who knows? You guys just got to listen to next time and we'll keep we're, going. We'll, trust me, we're bringing... One we gotta I think to. we're breaking this down. We're breaking this one down completely. Like, rhythm, melody, harmony, lyrics. I mean, we could even go into dynamics because di- I could talk about dynamics God. for hours because just whenever a song does... In fact, I... I, I teach piano and guitar. One of the the, the, the the little girls that I'm teaching right now, we're learning a, my a, my immortal by Evanescence. Yeah, and yeah. It, that piano part, well, it starts. It's just like so captivating because it just starts so just soft and gentle, and you're just like, oh my god, this is amazing. It also has suspension in it. Yep, it does. It's fantastic. Oh man. Dude, I think we're just gonna leave it at this. We're gonna leave it. We're I'm sorry, people. We, we tried our best, but uh, honestly, I think we gave some good info, even with our trying to figure the what the hell. Yeah, it was fun. Was if you guys, stuff. if you guys have songs too that you uh, examples, are, are like, why is this song good? Yeah, like what makes this well, song oh, so good? Every episode, uh, yeah, every episode that we post, we uh, also will be posting. I think on Facebook, uh, we have an Instagram. Um, at the moment, I'm trying to decide if we want to do Twitter. Who knows? We might have Twitter by now, but um, probably do Twitter. We'll post. Never been on Twitter. We'll definitely post. Uh, uh, we'll have posts about the episode so that you can post on there and then give us a little feedback, give us some of your opinions, because we want to hear those. And if you have ideas for topics... Especially if we're coming back to this one. Yeah. If you guys have points to make, 
we'll talk about it next time for sure. We're definitely coming back to this, and and either we're gonna break it down by 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 the parts of music, or we might bring on a guest and we'll just talk about it over. I'd love again. to have a guest. Maybe uh, you know, it'd be fun. We can make this like a a constant. Yeah, like a like a recurring thing. Yeah. Cause it'd be fun to like have certain experts on each of those topics, and then kind of keep coming back. That would be fun, and have different writers. That'd be great. I'm really excited. That'd be fun. Like very melody driven people, people, very lyrically driven people. Like talk like what? Oh God, yeah, man. This is fun. This, this is a, is a fun good one. episode. I like this. I people are gonna hate this one. I feel like not people. Some people are gonna hate this. I personally am like, oh, we didn't resolve anything, but but oh, I understand but that makes it's it great. Fun. I can't wait. <laughs> it's hurting my soul. I know, but I can't wait to get back to this again. It's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah you guys keep listening in. Yeah. Uh, uh, if thank you, you have all for suggestions, hey. we're, we're we're settling up our or settling up setting up our website for everything for Blueprint Music. You can either email us there for topics and suggestions or you can just get us on our social media it's probably the easiest way yes yeah post it on Facebook yeah I mean send us a a direct message if you have an idea do it we're on or comment or comment I'm do it all we don't care or write a letter and send it via the United States Postal Service (laughs) I that would make me really happy (laughs) someone wrote just like hand wrote a letter (laughs) dear blueprint music Uh, Music and blues. The oh, year. We need. The year is 1931. <laughs> we don't know this such bohemian rhapsody. What is this bohemian rhapsody you speak of? <laughs> the only bohemians I know are invading. I don't know. Are you invading? Know. I don't. What are bohemians? Do you know like? history? I don't know. <laughs> is that like the Huns? The, the Huns. The, the, the Huns. The Huns. Oh, Johnny, let's get down to business. A little teaser. <laughs> Can we make that our next episode? Oh, yeah. Unless we have someone on. Yeah, we have I was going to say. So- I really want to have people on, though. We just actually got a message of uh, yeah. someone else that wants to be on, and I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, do we have anything to end this with? No, I think I'm good. I'm good. All right, you guys, thank you for listening. Check us out. Blueprint. Blueprintmusic.co. You can look us up on Facebook. And and also on Music Brews uh, uh, Facebook. So we have two different Facebooks. Uh, Add us on Music Brews. I think we can get annoying. We got to be very vigilant about that. I think first go to Music and Brews. You can find all of the other info from there. Yeah. Because our other business is great. Go right. Go right. Well, Brian. Brad. Because every episode we always end on something different. Give me a cheers. Those were cans, so it didn't clink. Cheers to music. And...